Live from New York, it's Andre Mullen, and this is Connections. Hey, welcome to Connections. Andre Mullen here. I'm glad that you tuned into another episode of our podcast that connects you to the game changers, the influencers, and the tastemakers in the Christian gospel industry. Today, I am super excited as I have the opportunity to sit and chat with my good friend, Henry Alonzo, who is the founder and CEO of Adarga Entertainment Group. Buenos dias, hermano. How are you, man? <laughs> Hello. It's so good to talk to you guys, man. Andre, it's, uh, it's always good to chit-chat with you, and uh, I, hope, I look forward to our conversation. Yeah, man. I, I tell you, it, Henry, I, when, I, when I thought about certain um, people that I wanted to really reach out to and talk to, man, you were one of the first people that came to mind. I mean, especially because you have so much expertise in your area. I mean, you spent, listen, you've spent some considerable years in, in music. I, I just want to know, when did you get started? When and how did you get started in the, in the music industry? Well, uh, thank you so much for, for your comments, Andre. The, the love is mutual. The admiration is mutual. Um, I would say tinkering, I would say over 16 years ago. I tell people I've been involved in the industry about 15 years. The last 10 have been with my own company. Um, I got started like most of us. We, we just fell in love with radio. And, and back when you can actually read the liner notes on a CD or on an album, you know, we started figuring out who these people were. And when Google came around, yeah, or back then Yahoo, we would, you know, look for their names. And we, we just, I discovered allmusic.com. And then, oh, wow. you know, connecting with people. Um, so about, yeah, 15 years ago. And then the last 10 through my company. And um, I just got, I actually got started writing. For a, um, which is funny because I'm dyslexic, so but I was the editor, you know, so it's, it's kind of one of those crazy <laughs> wow. things. But I was writing for this uh, Latin CCM, we call it Latin CCM, which is Latin Contemporary Christian Music uh-huh. a website um, that no longer exists. Uh, but um, so my friend was a designer and a developer, and I was a writer, and we would just stop people, you know, in in uh, green rooms or you know in exits from concerts, and we would interview them kind of like ambush interview them you know and um yeah that, that was one of my first uh, my first involvements where i can literally legitimately say that i was uh in the recording industry somehow wow wow you know i i love that because you know we most people come into the music business with big ideas and big dreams and you know yet you know there's some serious they have some serious challenges in activating them what do you consider to be some of your initial challenges when you first, when you really first got into the music industry? Well, something I tell even my students now, I teach a music business class here at, at a local college. Uh, I tell them that I, when we think of music business or music industry, we're actually, most of us thought of production. We thought mm-hmm. of, you know, getting a producer and arranger, uh, a recording studio and so on and so forth. But we don't think of business. Right. So I think one of the biggest challenges is that I had to re-switch the way, the gears of how I was thinking and think of myself as an entrepreneur and mm. think of my product, you know, my album. Well, I'm, I'm not a recording um, artist, but, you know, think of my artist as the product and how I'm going to uh, let that or get that, you know, break that into the, into the market. So that switch from thinking, okay, music business is production to music businesses entrepreneurship um took a couple of years for me to rethink that you know and figure it out for myself ah uh, wow powerful 
I'm, I, I, I had the opportunity to, uh, to watch your uh, video for your um, talking about Concordia University. And I saw one of the things you said that, was, that really stuck out to me, that was really powerful, is you said that when, when failure is a scary thing, and when you fail, that's when you stop seeing the opportunity, and that's when determination comes in. How has that affected the way you see building a business in the music industry? Well, I think it, it's scary because uh, as an entrepreneur, I'm always looking for the opportunity, right? Where we, you and I are seeing things, because you're an entrepreneur as well, Andre. Mm-hmm. So you and I are seeing things that other people aren't seeing, even if they're simple, even if they're small. We're seeing, oh, here's an angle. You know, take an Airbnb, take a Uber. You know, those are simple things that, I mean, I wish I would have thought of, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, when you fail, I think you... you you forget what you were seeing. You, you you lose that vision and you stop seeing that opportunity. And for me, determination is the most important factor in the music industry. Mm, in exactly. fact, when I get invited to speak, I tell I tell the people, and you know, sometimes this creates a little controversy, but I, I tell them, hey, this industry, the music industry, whatever genre you're in, is more about determination than talent. Right. And right. I get that pushback. I get, you know, but what about this? But what about that? But for me, and what I'm trying to say is that, you know what, there's a lot of determined people that are very famous, and there's a lot of talented people working in coffee shops, you know, and <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong, I have friends that love their life, they work at a coffee shop, they play a show once a month, or once every other month, and they have their... And they're fine, um, and they're fine. They're happy. <laughs> they're <Yes>. fine. <laughs> so that's where determination, and for me, that's where I, what that's what I've seen. And a talented artist that is also determined... It's the best artist to work for. Right, man. Right. I, you know, and I, and that's what I love. I love, I love when you have, when you're working with an artist that is really passionate, like hands down, passionate about what they do, who they are, mm-hmm. and even though they have those days of, oh my gosh, this like feels like the worst, they would have, they wouldn't have it any other way. They wouldn't have it any other way. They'd be like, "Hey, look, this is just what it is, and and that's where it's at." And and hey, look, that's what that's all that's all it is. But this is what this is what I love to do, and I love I love that passion in artists. I love I love experiencing it. I love working with artists that are like that, and I think that's I think that's what keeps keeps guys like us alive, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and continues to, to continues to uh, even cause us to strive to be better. You know, at True. what we do, you and I know you. You you've done some considerable work in the Latin Christian music space. My question to you is: Was it this work that led to the inspiration behind the creation of the Adarga Entertainment Group? Uh, interesting, you say that. Uh, Adarga was originally created. Yes, um, the, the first version, because you know, I've I've had my failures as well as an entrepreneur, and and um, the first version of the company was for. Latin CCM based. Uh, the second one, the one we do now, is just a consulting company, and, and we do a lot. Uh, we do different genres. You know, we, we work with classical artists and pop artists. Um, you know, and within Latin music, the subgenres of tropical or regional Mexican or or uh, Christian. Um, so it's it's um it's been great. You know, to work with every artist because we learn from from all these artists. But it's also been a, a journey for us because um, we we have to stay current. So we're always learning you know the the latest trends and seeing um how they could correctly be implemented you know with our artists 
Wow. So like what so as far as you know Adarga, what role talk to me about the role that you feel the company plays even like more specifically even in the Latin Christian music space. Like what role does does Adarga Entertainment Group really play in in this particular niche? That's that's a very good question because um See, Latin CCM, people don't know this, but Latin CCM is averaging about 300 new releases a year. This is international. Wow. You know, and our hubs are not only uh, U.S. hubs. You know, big U.S. hubs would be like L.A., Dallas, Miami. You know, those are big U.S. hubs. Mm -hmm. But we're also talking about Mexico City, Guatemala City, San Jose, Costa Rica, Bogota, Colombia, um, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Our version of Nashville is Puerto Rico. So San Juan, Puerto Rico is, is a huge hub for Latin CCM. Mm. So um, with the growth of this industry, we realized that um, about, I would say about 95% of these artists are completely independent. Okay. You know, they have no record label backing them up. Okay. And what we do at Adarga, and we don't only do it for Latin CCM, but what we do in Adarga is we provide record label services for independent artists. Okay. And, you know, smaller record labels. So um, an independent artist doesn't want to sign with a major. We understand. And there's the pros and cons for that. But we see that um, an independent artist needs the infrastructure of the record label if they're going to succeed. They need the publishing. They need the marketing. They need the business services. You know, they need the event or tour planning. So there's a lot of things that record labels provide Um that independent artists don't realize that they need even if they shun the big record labels which we actually work with now by the way we, we've been hired by major record labels to uh take on uh, some of the artists they hire uh and break them into latin ccm wow okay cool that's that's man, that's perfect particularly with latin christian music the industry is a niche within a niche do you do you find that the challenge in it the challenges that are in that are the same or similar to what is going on the English side of Christian and gospel music? Um, we have found it to be a little different. I, I'm also on the board for the Gospel Music Association, so we have a lot of in, in conversations, you know, in, in inner conversations as an industry. Mm-hmm. And um, Latin CCM is, is very much an emergent market. What, what I tell people, and this is with all respect to my own people, my own kind, I tell people, you know, Latin CCM is not in, in its infancy stage anymore, but it's still in its adolescence. You know, there's still okay. infrastructural things that haven't happened yet as an industry. But within there, the growth has been insane. I mean, I've, I've worked with artists. In fact, um, last week I was in Nashville at the Dove Awards. And, um, you know, we we were just seeing uh, our different artists posting. And one of my artists, and this is someone someone else told me this, one of my artists posted something or did a live uh, Facebook Live or Facebook mentions. I forget what it's called. And um, she had about 200,000 people connect uh, on that Facebook mentions. And my other artists or friends were saying, wow, that's bigger than some CCM artists. And, you know, this person that had the 200,000 viewers was Latin CCM. So we're seeing this huge connection, this huge reach from our artists. And if you look at our social networks, we are up there, you know, with the Hillsong, Chris Tomlin, you know, whomever else is big in terms of the reach and in terms of the fan base we're getting in Latin America. Wow, that is now that is amazing. Speaking of the Gospel Music Association, recently you've been, you know, appointed as an international representative. Um, how do you see this role impacting the overall outside perspective of the organization? I mean, you know, we all know, you know, that Gospel Music Association has been around for quite a long time. 
you know, we all know that it's been, it's pretty much has been connected to, you know, our Caucasian brothers, you know, that's who it's been connected to. Um, but now it's good to see that there is really this, this diversification that's going on. So how do you, how do you see your role impacting how people actually are perceiving the organization? You know, it's interesting you ask that because I've, I guess I could speak to the last three, four years that I've been involved. Uh, before I, I wasn't involved, um, and it's it's awesome. I love it. it you know, it, it's young. I would say young hip. You know, uh, people working in there, and I'm learning a ton from them. And I think as as a whole industry, you know, Christian music has a lot of fences to mend and a lot of bridges to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and um, I think they have done an excellent, excellent job. This by far was my the most fun I've ever had. And I, just to see the diversity, even on the board, just to see the diversity on the board, you know, whether it's whether it's um, uh, women and men or or you know my my African American brothers as well as as Hispanics. And even to see, you know, this past year, we, we had a, a, um, a Japanese, uh, the Japan Mass Choir was uh, nominated for in a gospel category. because They are amazing. I don't know if you ever heard of these people. I no. first heard of them. Um, I think it was on NPR. I first heard of them. And now um, just to see them there and they were there. They were so much fun. We, we went to this party afterwards and they were teaching us how to line dance, you know, and it was just <laughs> so much fun. But just to see this. You know, again, to see my Asian brothers, my Hispanic brothers, my African-American brothers. And, you know, there's still a lot more work to do. And me as the international representative, I need to educate myself more. For example, one big blind spot that I have is I know nothing about the Brazilian Christian industry. And it's huge. It's just really? as big as the Latin CCM industry. It's huge. What? These people, wow. these people pack out soccer stadiums, you know, for worship nights. And it's wow. all in Portuguese. I have no idea what's happening there. I, I was also talking to some Korean friends that were telling me about the millennial Korean movement in terms of the, the Christian music industry over there, which is very different than the traditional choirs that we used to hear from Korea. So these are things that I'm, wow. as an international representative, I'm accountable for. So I'm, I'm learning about that. But um, uh, our president at the GMA, Jackie Patillo, is incredibly welcoming. Um, you know, and she she's been a, a wonderful asset to the gospel music industry at large. Wow, that is that. Wow, Brazilian. Wow, like you just took me yeah. to another place, bro. Like another, <laughs> because, yeah. another place. One of the nominees in the Spanish category, just you know, his name is Tales Roberto. Uh-huh. Uh He's from Brazil. He he's done one um one Spanish language album, and he is a megastar. He's like, I I think. Uh, I think he gets paparazzi in Brazil, kind of like that, you know, which is funny because wow. he's a worship leader. But um, the culture there is very different. You know, it's it's a, a lot more European, I guess, than um, than Hispanic Latin in Brazil. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, speaking of which, Expo Leap, which, uh-huh. which is perhaps the largest singular Latin Christian expo in North America. You know, uh-huh. um, for, all, for all the people listening, Expo Leap takes place in Miami. Uh, it's, 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 it is a fabulous, fabulous expo. I've been there myself a few years, a couple of times. Um, and I just, it's, it's just a, it's just a great opportunity, uh, for Latin Christian artists. Uh, and what could, I know that, I know that Adarga has, I know you guys have had a presence there, man. What, what capacities has Adarga Entertainment Group, um, been involved in there? Yeah, we, we've been blessed to be a part of Expo Elite for about 10 years. 
it's it's a it's the biggest expo for Latin or Spanish language products, whether it's books, uh, music, or movies. Because yeah. uh, we we are we're having an emergence of um, faith based Spanish language films. That's been great for us. And of course, as every other, if you've ever been to a music conference for a while, you know that they changed. You know, um, and some people say that the heydays were you know in the late nineties, early two thousands. But um, we've seen such a wonderful acceptance uh, there. Um, Again, most of our of our genre is independent. Even though we have the big, you know, record labels and we have the big publishers there, but um, we love being there and uh, representing our artists. Um, you meet a lot of people from all over the world there. In fact, two two people I met there with that I've become friends with. There is a Latin Christian radio station in Germany, if you can believe that. What? And there's yeah, and then there's another Latin Christian radio station in London. So I've met these people, and I'm like, "Do you guys have an audience?" They're like, "Yeah, we love it because, wow. you know, he says we're we're constantly, you know, there's a constant, you know, people just going through the European Union or you know going through through uh, through London, right? And he says, "Yeah," and he says, and people, and they're also online, so people listen to them, you know, from other countries in Latin America. But it's just to see the growth of the Latin wow, industry. Amazing. Man, I'm, yeah. I'm learning some things, man. I, you know, I went to <laughs> I went to London. I went to London in 2008. And, uh-huh. you know, you know, my, my wife is, she's Puerto Rican. So, you know, I go to, I go to uh-huh. London and, you know, of course I'm thinking, wow, this is very similar to New York, but it's missing <laughs> some very critical things. I need a bodega someplace and I don't see any of those. And I, not only that, I really wish I could find me a spot where I could really get some arroz con pollo really good. <laughs> and that's not happening. So, you know, it's it, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing that you're you're saying that there is there is that Latin there is that Latin influence in London as London as far as bro- just broadcasting. I mean, who would have thunk it? You know what I'm saying? Who would who would have ever yeah. thought it? You know, but that that man, oh my gosh, that is like that is amazing. I know that, and you, you mentioned it a little earlier, um, you consider yourself an emerging entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Give me three critical keys to entrepreneurship. I think an entrepreneur should be a lifelong learner. You know, I I, I don't stop learning. And for us, you know, you, you're also in the music industry, so it's a constant struggle to, to, to keep up and to understand. Um, I also think that an entrepreneur needs determination you you cannot um give up so easily you know there is a moment to say okay this is not working but you'll, you'll know and if you read any entrepreneurship bios you know that that moment is usually critical because there's usually a breakthrough coming that's right um and i think the other thing that an entrepreneur really really needs to be mindful of is something we call overhead mm. make sure you know yes, where sir. you're spending <laughs> your money I I have people that think they're entrepreneurs because they got a loan from a bank or an uncle or a someone, you know, and they have all this money in the bank and now they can do whatever they want. It's, it's not about the resources. Yes. It's about how you administer those resources. Yes. And your overhead will kill you. I firmly believe that overhead killed most of the music industry. Wow. I know this because I had friends that were making 200K in, in its heyday and they had crazy expense accounts. And did not think, oh my gosh, this is actually taking away from another artist's growth. Wow. You know, and um, so I think those three things, you know, um, are key for me as an entrepreneur. That's, let me tell you something. 
I I always when when I talk to artists, I'm always telling telling artists and having discussions with artists that they are entrepreneurs first. Um, uh-huh. I, I get all I get. Hey, I get the the long studio nights, the the writings and and all of that, and and the passion of 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 the music and and creating it. Once you uh-huh. get once you once you create that that album that single and you start wanting people to buy it to purchase it to 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 listen to it you are now in the music business and that uh-huh. makes you a that makes you an entrepreneur because now what now has uh-huh. to happen is you have to now leverage uh, uh your ROI your return on investment so it's uh-huh. you know you there there is no more especially now within this new music industry uh business model you know where where pretty much it, it's it is the quote unquote age of independent you know uh-huh. uh you have to have you have to have your head on straight to understand uh-huh. that hey look you know what I am creating a business and uh-huh. I am working with I am I'm a CEO of my own company and I am utilizing and looking for um, to outsource certain things whether it be whether it be the outsource to um, a dog entertainment group whether it be outsourcing to the Inaxis group whatever I'm working with these people for my brand and again you know it's just it's it's that's one of the things that I'm, I'm always having conversations with artists about is that it's not it's bigger than it's bigger than what you just see with the music it's bigger than that and you know we that's 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 what that's why these these conversations are so important you know, to have with artists and, you know, with, you know, guys like us, man, this is, this is what we do. You know, this is, this is what we see. And, and yeah. it's a great thing, man. It's a great thing. So, yo, what, what's, what's next up for you in Adarga? Oh, man. Um, uh, some great stuff. I mean, Adarga is, is growing. I, you know, I, I have a really good team. It's six of us that, that work in this. So we have a few more releases. We we're squeezing in a few more releases before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a well I mean uh, we, we have the Latin Grammys actually coming up in November uh, one of our artists is nominated this is my seventh career Latin Grammy nomination wow. which makes me feel old you know <laughs> congrats <but> man <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's amazing you know that, that again we're, we're working in independent music so we'll be doing the Latin Grammys we're also uh, releasing um, there's an artist by the name of Marco Barrientos okay. Marco Barrientos Latin CCM artist he will be releasing his 50th career album wow which is an amazing milestone for our industry that someone can release 50 albums and he stayed current talk about artist development man this guy he's a pastor he's in dallas and he um has you know has as much as he is the pastor and as much as he is the authority he has also submitted to authority of millennials saying hey millennials like i don't just want to be hit but how am i current Wow. You know, because there's a difference between being yeah, hip and being current. Yeah, exactly. And he says, how do I, how do I reach, um, you know, uh, uh, this generation? And it's not something he wants to do. In fact, you know, he's confessed to us. Hey, I thought I was retired and you guys keep on asking me to record more albums. <laughs> you know, because again, the industry loves him. When wow. we released last, uh, two years ago, we released his 49th album. And uh, we were number two on iTunes Latin. Number one was Pitbull. Wow. <laughs> number two was Pastor Marco Barrientos releasing his 49th worship album. Wow. So, um, so yeah, so we're excited about him. We also got, uh, I 
I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you. This. I'll tell you. But we also have a, a Spanish release of Planet Shakers. Okay. Uh, that we'll be working with Planet Shakers uh, with uh, with one of their Latin albums, and we have a couple of other surprises I can't talk about. So before the year ends, you know, um, we're gonna we're gonna be pretty busy. Yo, man, that sounds man. Listen, you know, you, that's why I say I I love I love talking to I love talking to people like you, man, because you do you do stuff. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of people think that, you know, man, I don't see this guy. <laughs> I don't even know who this guy is, but you yeah. have conversations and yeah, th- well, this is what I'm doing. This, oh, yeah, we release records. Yeah, we, and it's, it, it says, it speaks, it speaks a lot to, to the purpose, to the, 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 the drive, to the commitment, to mm-hmm. what we are, uh, what we bring to the industry, um, mm-hmm. and exactly what it is uh, that that and how we see things, and I think it's it's amazing, man. I, I really think it's amazing. Yeah. Yo, Henry, thank, thank you, you so much, man. I really appreciate it. You sitting chopping it up with me, man. It was really, really a great, 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 great time. Listen, I want you to tell everybody where can they find the Darga? Where can they find you? On I know you. I know y'all on social media, so just let people know where they can find you. <laughs> Well, Andre, thank you so much to you and your team for, for this opportunity. And uh, you guys can find this. It's really simple. It's a Darga group. And um, I'll spell it out for you. It's A-D-A-R-G-A. A Darga and then group. And you can find us on um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever, you know, whatever social network and dargagroup.com as well. And we'd love to connect with everybody. Yeah, that's perfect. Henry, again, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. You taking out the time, sit and talk with us, man, here at Connections. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, definitely be talking to you soon and be looking forward, be looking forward to seeing, hearing some more great things coming out of the Adarga camp and um, all of that good stuff. So thanks so much. Right now, again, you know how it is. You're tuned into this podcast with me, Andre Mullen, Connections. And, you know, we're connecting you with all the game changers, industry industry people that make some things happen and of course the influencers make sure you come and check us out every week we're doing this and we're doing it big keep it locked right here it's your boy andre mullen i'm out peace